0: It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comet's Insider on 94.9 K Rock. Presented by IBEW Local Union 43, by Hobby Hill Farms, and by Pathfinder Bank. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. So
1: we are. We are actually not at the 72 Tavern tonight. We are in our studios in the Landmark Building, same building as Ocean Blue. This Comets Insider gets underway with Jonah Gadjevich as our guest tonight. Fresh off a 5-4 overtime shootout win versus the Syracuse Crunch. Of course, a little earlier in the week, 5-4 overtime loss to Laval. But I've got to start out tonight, Scoop, with... I want a little bit more backup on what happened on the bus ride where apparently the bus got shut off is how long ago was it? Was this this year? You can nod for me. That's so, crazy. It's so a story from the Trent Cole show. So we're going to, yeah, from the Trent Cole show, which airs on our brother station, uh, Trent and Joe Roberts. Uh, they do it weekly on Mondays. And so Jonah, you were on the bus ride, I'm assuming. And I, I have to, I just have to figure what that's like when you're driving along and suddenly the bus stops.
2: Yeah, I I don't really know. uh, I don't really know what happened there. Um, I was like watching a movie on my iPad and then like I guess they kind of have like the little hall lights on like they're just kind of dim but and then some guys have like the overhead like reading lights on and then like the whole bus just kind of went dark and then everyone was kind of like looking around like didn't know what was happening and then you know the bus driver pulled over and fixed whatever happened but I don't I don't know what happened there.
1: Does that make you a little nervous? It's like being on a flight where you got some serious turbulence or well, whatever. And you're it like,
0: sounds like he didn't really understand what was going on, so he probably just kept watching your yeah, iPad. Yeah, I, you just, know? I went right back down. I
1: didn't, it didn't really phase me, but uh, yeah, so I knew now, something happened. Oh, great. Now, so Jonah's going to leave and go, Wow, wait a minute. That could have been a lot worse, and I, I didn't, didn't really think that was a big deal at all. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs>
0: As the story goes, though, the guy was reaching for the turn signal or yeah. something and and accidentally shut off the bus. Interesting which is who knew there was a button that did that.
1: Unbeknownst to Jonah Gadgevich, I think up until this point, thanks so much for coming over here and joining us. We've done this before. It's been a while. We're glad to have you back. Uh, You're having by far a a better season than last year. I think the growing pains of year one are out of the way. A little bit more health for you this year. You battled the injuries a little bit more last year, I remember. A little bit here and there, but gets their bumps and bruises. But for the most part, it's all systems go for you right now overall.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's been nice to kind of be in the lineup more regularly. Um, you know, I worked hard in the summer, you know, trying to get my body stronger because, you know, it is there is a lot of wear and tear throughout the season. So, um, you know, for me, it's just about staying healthy and, and, you know, giving it everything I have every night.
1: The 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 fan base, the Vancouver fan base, and I think we had mentioned this to you the last time we talked, they keep an eye on you. You're, you're one of the guys down here being developed that they're really looking forward to seeing where this ends up for you within this organization.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's nice for, for them to kind of keep an eye on me and, and stuff like that. You know, for me, um, you know, in the organization, it's just about kind of getting better every day and, and using all the tools that we have here in Utica and, you know, Vancouver will send, you know, skating coach, skills coach down and, um, you know, working with them kind of day in, day out and and kind of all that extra work that we put in is, you know, obviously for us, hopefully leading us to to playing with the Canucks one day.
1: Yeah, you can't get too far ahead really is, is the thing. You've got to stay focused on just day to day getting better. You lay some nice hits on guys. You did some of that
0: uh, in the second against Syracuse the other night. That's part of your role. How would you define your role and what's expected of you? Uh, we're getting a little scoring punch out of you. How would you define your role with this team?
2: Um, you know, I think for me, it's about, you know, playing hard every shift. Um, you know, I'm kind of a guy that, you know, I, I can score in tight and I've, I've done a better job of that this year of, you know, battling in front of the net, finding a way to get to the net, you know, beating my guy out of the corner, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for me being physical is obviously huge and um, just kind of playing with an edge and that's something that, color talks to me about is, is playing with that edge, not, you know, taking, you know, anything from anyone and just kind of playing hard. So, um, you know, that's something that I'm working on in my game. And then hopefully I can be more consistent with that uh, throughout the season.
1: The goal the other night against uh, the the goal that you had against Syracuse, it looked like Ashton to Oli pass in. I don't know if you caught a rebound. We were I was trying to decipher it and the highlight, Ah, uh, but then it, it kind of squirted free, and you were able to just deposit it.
2: It uh, it hit like the the toe of my skate, and then <laughs> hit my blade, and it just trickled in so slowly, like right under him. I don't know how it went in, but uh, it just made it over the goal. Yeah, so you it's see, nice
1: to see. <laughs> you could see the puck come behind yeah. him, cross the line, and it wasn't at a, at a brisk pace, but it was hard <laughs> to see what happened because it was it was so tight and in close. How are you feeling about the team overall? Uh, And I'm going to ask this, we always kind of have the one tough question, but it's been the shorthanded goals and of late in the last handful of games, probably going back to the second Saturday game in Cleveland where special teams has been an issue for you guys. And I know it's something you address, uh, but what's the team's focus as far as that's concerned, sticking within the systems that you have and just bettering them? Is there an acknowledgement of where the team stands as far as those types of things, Or, or where are you guys with that?
2: Um, you know what, as a team, I think that we've showed how good we can be. Absolutely. You know, we've beat good teams. We've dominated periods and games. And, um, I think for us, it's just all about consistency. Like, you know, on our power play, we've shown that we can score goals. We zip the puck around, put it in the back of the net on the pa- penalty kill. Like, you know, we block shots, we get it down the ice. We're hard. It's just about doing that more consisten- consistently. I think for us, um, you know, it's, it's not, of, I think we've had some games uh, recently where, you know, we maybe play two good periods or one good period and yeah. we still kind of hang in the game. But if we play a full 60 minutes, you know, we'll be getting the two points every night. And that's just something that I think that we need to focus on
1: here on out. I think there's also and there's times, too, School, we've addressed this so many times where you just you don't get the break some nights. You get you don't get the bounces some nights. Other nights
0: they bounce off the tip of your skate yeah. and the blade, and they trickle in very
1: slowly. You're gonna you know. you're gonna have every single team is gonna have a couple of a rough period, a rough shift, a rough game, a rough handful of games. You know you're factoring in travel and maybe some a couple guys aren't feeling right, maybe the flu or a yeah. cold or things are going around. And and then us fans or media guys, we hyper focus on a few little things. But I suppose he got asked the question. And it, it brings me to Scoop. We had talked about this. Col- Color has said numerous times how with the power play and the way that the systems are designed for the Comets, you guys, you, you're taking chances. It's an aggressive power play. So every once in a while, it's going to catch you. And that seems to be what happens on occasion.
0: You know, I really flashed on that in the Syracuse game because there were a couple of odd man rushes that were given up during power plays. They didn't score on them, but I, I heard calls, Coach calls voice in my head and his explanation. Well, you know, we're going to kind of do that. going to kind of do that every now and then. So now I'm kind of looking at it in a different way. It's kind of like, all right, we don't want to give up the shorthanded goal. We don't want to give up the odd man rush, but that's kind of, you know, when we pinch up and we're trying to make the most and maximize the opportunity, the scoring opportunity that may happen from time to time And you ask your goaltender to come up big on occasion. You know, that's kind of the way it's laid out.
2: Go ahead. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think the biggest thing, you know, obviously stuff like that happens, breakdowns happen on a power play. But I think the biggest thing for being a power play guy is to not get outworked by the penalty kill. And I think that's kind of like the bottom line for being on the power play.
1: Sometimes it's just, yeah, it's just efforts. Jonah Gadjavich that you're hearing with us here on Utica Comets Insider on 94.9 K Rock from our studios tonight in the landmark building uh, for those that may not have heard or headed over to the 72 Tavern. We will be back there next week. It's raining. scoop scoop. I- I'm feeling good though. When, when you go out and, and you beat a rival because it makes the fan base really happy. It was in dramatic fashion, not just over time, but with the shootout and we got a shorty. Yeah, we got a shorty, you know, we got a shorty this time. And then of course, Bush got things done, but it was a Frankie Perone with the Forsberg. That move was ridiculous. I mean, Joe Roberts was trying to tweet ESPN to get it on SportsCenter, but you guys watching that from the bench, I mean, it was beautiful.
2: Yeah, we were all looking at each other and laughing, just like kind of in disbelief that that just happened. We weren't expecting it, but it was uh – it was a silky move. That was nice. He didn't tell anybody he was going to do it. No, none of us were expecting that. But uh, it was it was nice to watch.
1: Yeah, it was it was just. I mean, everybody's going nuts, and then Boosh does what Boosh does. Of course, yeah. puts one away. He makes it look so easy. How great is it to have guys like him on a team? That you just know you can depend on to put up the numbers, and then everybody filling in their roles. But that's his role on the team. I mean, he's he's elite at this level.
2: Yeah, he is elite at this level. It's uh it's definitely nice to be his teammate and. Um, you know he's fun to watch and I mean you know the, the Comets fans you know they see what he does you know during a game how he puts it in the back of the net but you know they should see him in practice too like he's doing you know extra things like he's always shooting the score like he's never not giving it his all and, and and trying to do what he does in a game so that's why I think that it translates so easy for him because he's just always going giving it a hundred percent and going as you know, as best as you can.
1: Practicing the way that you're going to play in game situations. Yeah. I never thought about that. Actually, that's not true. Uh, Mariano Rivera used to talk about that, the Yankees pitcher, how he would always warm up exactly like he was in a game situation, 100%, the same mindset, same intensity, and all that.
0: You know, one of the things I've loved about the last two games is you're down one goal, uh, four times you come back against Laval. You did that again against... Syracuse, that shows a lot of fight. That shows a lot of toughness. That shows a lot of grit to to not get down on yourself, to keep working, to keep playing hard. You came back in those last two games every time, and you got a point against Laval. You, you pushed it to overtime, and you get a shootout win against Syracuse. So the hard work paid off.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I think that shows kind of our strength as a team as well as is kind of not – being out of the fight, not giving up and just kind of sticking with it and and you know, people buying into their roles and and that's kind of how we get things done.
1: Kinda of stunk when we saw the news that Vinny Arsenault uh out for the rest of the season, especially he's a guy that drops the gloves, known for his physical play, known to defend his teammates. Not to mention, you know, occasionally he'll score. I mean, he'll put the puck in the back of the net from time to time. Uh Dyson's return, so he kind of has the ability to step in that role. But that's definitely somebody that you need on every team. Also part of your game when necessary. We've talked to you about this before. Not something that you seek out, but when you have to, you're one of those guys that the comets are gonna rely on to get physical if it has to come to that in games.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. I mean, there's there's no replacing Vinny. Um, you know, he's such a great guy. He's a great teammate and uh, he plays hard every night. You know, it's it's fun watching him throw his entire weight into someone's chest and watch them go down. But, I don't think uh, <laughs> people
1: realize what a big boy he is too. He's not really tall, but no. he is thick. Oh yeah, two thirty of muscle. Yeah. So, um, no, it's definitely a huge loss
2: for us not having him in the lineup. Um, you know, he's my line made a lot of games that that were in the lineup together, and um, I enjoy playing with him. He forechecks hard. He back. He plays hard, and um, that's kind of something that I'm. Trying to incorporate into my game is that having that mentality every shift to try to, you know, knock guys off the puck and, and just kind of have that, um, you know, killer instinct, I guess.
1: Yeah. We've told, we. I remember talking to you last time and, and we told you we love the way that you play hockey and it's nice to see you develop. It is Jonah Gadjevich here in studio with us, 94.9 K Rock and Utica Comets Insider.
0: And like in this stretch of games that we have against the North, you know, I, I know these these games get more and more important as you get later in the season. But gosh, this is this is when you can really put some distance or, or gain some distance on your your playoff competitors here, your potential teams you're going to face in the postseason.
2: Yeah, no, or you can fall back. So it's uh, it's kind of like a huge. Um finish to the season from this point out. I mean, I think there's only like 26, 27 games left in the year.
1: Yeah. You've hit the 50, the 50 game mark. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So um, yeah, I mean, every game is huge and I think we play Syria. There's like one weekend coming up that we play Syracuse like four times or three times in a week. Um, And obviously they're, you know, a division rival and, and every point counts. And, you know, we want to separate ourselves and kind of finish as best as we can. Um, And obviously they're trying to do the same. So um, you know, for, for the rest of the season, it's, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a battle.
1: How nice has it been to see John Stevens uh, with a trade with Bridgeport get settled in the lineup? You know what I mean? We had talked about it. it took a few games, but now you're starting to see him really develop and get comfortable. Obviously, learning systems, learning teammates, just getting comfortable. Cause I mean, all of a sudden you're packing a suitcase and you're probably in the hotel across the street from us trying to get acclimated to new teammates, new arena, new travel schedule and everything. But, but he's, he's really been looking good lately. And that snipe the other night, the post-it stamp in that top corner, it was the thing of beauty. It's another one where you just like, as a teammate, probably like, it's great to see for this guy.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was a huge, um, you know, trade for us. I mean, we know we got a good player and, um, for him to step in, he's been great defensively for us. He's been, you know, one of our top PK guys, and um, obviously he's been adding some offense the last couple of games, and, and that's great to see. I mean, he's really contributing
1: to the team, and um, he's a good player, and it, it helps us out a lot. Scoop, I've been impressed with well, John Stevens or Lucas Yossick and guys. Just making sure somebody's there taking care of that center position because it's been it's been an issue a numbers game really at different points in the season. The Tyler Graevac injury. I mean, we expected that he would be here. He gets the call up, and then bang, he gets injured. So sounds like he's getting close though. Maybe yeah, getting I'm closer so, than he was. I'm hoping so, but that's been just uh, just finding a body in that center position, and then you know Wacy gets hurt, and so it's been a tough go. Nobody feels sorry for you at this level. But it, it's an impressive thing. Uh, Stefan LeBlanc has moved up to the wing time, from time it, to time. Had a nice pass to set up that shorthanded goal
0: the other night. You know, got a point on that. Uh, he's being asked to contribute in a way
1: he's not accustomed to, and he's doing a great job. Just tell us about the, the the respect in the locker room for all the moving parts on this team and everybody just doing something out of their comfort zone to give you guys success.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's tough, obviously, with the injuries and, you know, guys getting called up and, uh, I mean, it, I guess it kind of opens up some opportunities for, for guys and, um, you know, Blanker playing forward, he's, he's been doing a great job and, I mean, you know, get good for him, like, he's, he's kind of really, really been good on the forecheck and he's been good defensively and, you know, obviously Jazzy and Stevie playing center there, they're kind of locking it down for us and you know, Boosh doing what he does and other guys kind of moving around. I mean, there's sometimes, you know, there may be some nights where you're not playing your position or you might be a little out of your comfort zone, but, uh, you know, you're just trying to buy in and help your team any way possible.
1: It's a fun hockey team to watch. We do have to take our first break of Utica Comets Insider. So let's do that on 94.9 K Rock. Jonah, ba- Jonah Gadgevich will be with us. So stick around. <laughs> Utica Comets Insider, live
0: from the Seventy Two Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey? Here we go on ninety four point nine K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. Jonah Gajovic joining us tonight for Comets Insider. If you missed the first part of our conversation with Jonah, we're going to have it podcasted after the conclusion of tonight's show. All the usual places, at K-Rock CNY on Twitter and Facebook, the Instagram stories, and uh, wherever you listen to podcasts as well, Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud. It'll be there, and hopefully uh, we have more wins to talk about going forward next time when we meet up on a, on a Monday at the 72 Tavern and Grill. We are in the downtown Utica Studios, Galaxy Utica Headquarters, our big 30th anniversary party ongoing as we speak upstairs at Ocean Blue and so Jonah joins us here off a fantastically thrilling Saturday night win against that hated rival of ours the
1: Syracuse Crunchies he was you were throwing the body around a little bit too especially in the second period you were you were laying <laughs> some hits out there i was trying you you were <laughs> you were succeeding man and you know, some of the uh, contributors here to Comets and Saturday that we reach out to in the Vancouver media even that'll watch the games on AHL Live even took note of that. It was in some of their, re- their game recaps. Uh, Joan Gadjevich was flying around there, definitely making his presence felt. So it's being noticed uh, not just here in Utica, but by the Vancouver Canucks fan base as well. Yeah, that's
2: nice. I mean, uh, I'm trying to do that more consistent, consistently in my game. Um, you know, I think being the type of player that I am, I think that's going to be... Uh, important for me
1: moving forward have your how often do your parents get here I think we might have asked this before, but I'm curious or have they had a chance to and just getting some family down here just yeah. to give you a little bit of uh I don't know home cooking so to speak <laughs>
2: yeah no uh, my mom's been down I think three times my brother's come down once and my dad has come down once so far but you know more more trips uh, in the
1: future here do they bring you care packages or anything like that like Mikey Di Pietro says his grandma and Nani as he calls her. But like the so,
0: sauce, the gravy brings the, the he, sauce all the time. He said
1: that back in October when the season started that he sent, she sent so much sauce that he still has a ton of it in his <laughs> freezer at his apartment. But do your parents do things like that to kind of bring, bring some of the favorites maybe from home down here to you? Yeah. My
2: mom does a lot of, uh, a lot of baking beforehand. So she'll bring a lot of like, uh, cause like I'm gluten-free and dairy-free, so she'll bring like homemade gluten-free dairy-free cookies and. You know other snacks and you know just kind of like healthier things. Um, well, you know
1: where we're located here, so you can bring those <laughs> over if you want any time. Of course, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> we'll have sp- anything else though? What else do they make?
2: Um, my mom will make like homemade shepherd's pie, nice. uh, just a couple meals, and then I'll I'll kind of freeze them, and then whenever I get around to it, like I'll just
1: kind of throw it in the oven, heat it up. How's Utica been for you so far, off the ice, away from hockey? I mean, you, you live here too. It's not you don't just appear to play games and go to practice. Uh, but just getting around town. It's a small town. Uh, You made any friends. You find some spots that you like to visit on occasion. You don't have to necessarily give them away if you've got a nice place for lunch and you don't want to be bothered. I understand that. Uh, But has anybody recognized you going to Walmart or running to the grocery store or or something going to the mall or anything like
2: that? Yeah, actually, there's been a couple of times where I think I was at like Walmart. I was buying a new controller for my Xbox. uh, (laughs) I was in line and a guy's like, did you play for the Comets? And he, he said he could tell by my jacket. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but uh, apparently my jacket gave it away. So I was chatting with him. But uh, no, I mean, for the most part, no one, uh, no one really notices it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I have a couple of nice places that I like to go to. I'm a big Starbucks guy, so I feel like I'm pretty frequently there. Core Life is a big spot for me. And uh, there's a place called Soul Bowl.
1: Yeah. Um, big fan of Soul Bowl. So there you go. There oh, may be a spots. free lunch, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, wear wear comment wear comments logo just in case yeah. next time you go in there. Uh, what are you doing? You just a straight coffee guy? You do lattes? I do a
2: uh, grande. Coconut milk, caramel macchiato with sugar-free vanilla.
1: Very good. You're, everything is very health-conscious with you, and I totally get that and respect that. That's That takes <laughs> discipline, though. Do you cheat off-season, or do you stay with this year-round? No, I mean, it's it's pretty much
2: year-round. Um, I mean, I'm not as strict as I once was with it. Like, I'll have, like, you know, pizza or whatever. Like, but I mean, you can get gluten-free, dairy-free pizza as well, but, like, I'm just saying, like, sometimes, like, I will stray off. But, I mean, for the most part, I do try to stay, like as healthy as I, as I can. Absolutely. Um, it just kind of makes my body feel better. I mean, I do work with like a naturopath. So I have, um, you know, I've done like sent tests in and, and kind of he'll send back like the results. So it'll be, you know, sensitivities more or less. So, I mean, I'm not allergic to gluten. I'm not celiac or anything, but it's just kind of a sensitivity for me. And it does, you know, he's explained it. It's kind of over my head, but it does something in my body where it doesn't make, maybe break down as good. So that's why I try to avoid those foods.
1: No, the fact of the matter is you're a professional athlete and you need your body to get you through a long grind of a season. So I totally understand why you do that. What else besides Xbox uh, do you do away from hockey, you know, just to kind of clear your mind out once in a while, because you've got to separate yourself and have a little balance.
2: Yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of movies. That's kind of uh, my thing, which is why you didn't notice the bus shutting off. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, my fiance is here a lot and we have a dog. Excellent. So, uh, we spend a lot of time, you know, kind of tending to him and, um, yeah, I mean, we just kind of do our own thing. I mean, we're not, uh, we don't live a crazy lifestyle here. Um, but we have fun.
1: So day. this is Jonah Gadgevich here with Utica Comets Insider on 94.9 Rock Rain and Scoop in studio.
0: The last movie you watched that you really, really liked.
2: Oh man! Um, or that stunk. I mean, we're fine with that too. <laughs> you know what? We watched Twenty One Bridges the other day, um, and we actually really liked it. It was a, it was a really good movie. I wasn't really expecting that. I saw it in theaters, or I didn't see it in theaters. Sorry. I saw it when it came out in theaters, and I said to myself that I wanted to see it, but never got around to it. And then I saw it on on my laptop the other day, and uh, really enjoyed it. So if anyone sees it.
0: Will you guys be getting together or any of the guys getting together to watch Justin Bailey and Zach McEwen play with the Canucks tonight?
2: Uh, I don't know if anyone's getting together for it, but uh, I mean, I saw the tweet from Vancouver that uh, it was confirmed that they'd be in the lineup. So I'm definitely going to tune in and then
1: see them play. Did you see his fight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a good one. They, they had, it was hockey night in Canada, put out an official punch tracker for, and it was yeah. even, they each landed an even number of of punches, but then I think Zach had lost his balance and kind of dropped at the end. So, you know, certain people are on social media going, "Oh no, he Zach lost the fight." I don't think so. I think they both got in some good shots. And it's Felino, right? Yes, he had a little bit of blood yeah, up here I saw that. when he was skating off. So I don't know. I think Zach got in a couple of good shots. Hey, if the Hockey Night
0: like in it. Canada punch counter tells you that they were <laughs> even, Steven, I'm going to
1: take that. Yeah, that no, was a good fight. So can you look at that fight with first as? a teammate being involved in that, but also just as a hockey fan, what, what would your impressions be just as a hockey fan? Like, Oh yeah, he kicked his butt or is there, yeah, that's my teammate or is, you know, what do you, what do you think? you you get worried for him when he's in a fight as a teammate or is it, is it different when it's a teammate? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you definitely don't
2: want to see someone go down like, Either player, really. Right, right, for sure. It's kind of scary when you see someone get knocked out or or whatever the case is. But, uh, I mean, when you see a good good scrap like that, you know, they're both a little bloody, but they're all, you know, they get up on their own. They're all right. They're skating to the box or the room. You know, it's it's kind of good to see it like that. Um, But, I mean, as a teammate, when you see a guy do something like that, it's kind of you know building momentum it kind of gives you a little a little jump i would say
1: yeah i think it was at a key part in the game too yeah. when he did it defending well, his teammates yeah sticking up for your teammates exactly right. is such a big part of the game you don't want anybody to take
0: liberties with your your teammates yeah. you know and 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 that's what that communicates it's like look we're putting a stop to this right now and and i like that it's a part of the game always has been and you can't let yourself get pushed around out there you can't let your teammates get pushed around
1: Oscar Fantenberg uh, with an injury meant the recall of Breezy, of Guillaume Breezebaugh, who's a plus 21 on the season. But that that's just a guy that you want in the lineup down here. But you're happy that he's up there. Obviously, I don't know if he's seventh defenseman or getting in the lineup. I didn't see him in the lineup tonight for Vancouver. Did you? I i haven't seen the lineup even yet, but
0: I knew, I knew Bailey and McEwen were supposedly in.
1: Tonight. But everybody talks about Brogan because he's obviously got those offensive numbers. He's having a great rookie season, but you've got to sit back, too, and and he's a guy that deserved that. When you're plus twenty one, you're just doing your job. You're just a good, solid, stay at home defenseman and so key on a team, especially an aggressive, high powered offensive team like the comets are.
2: Yeah, no, I mean Breezer's a huge part to our success. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we miss him down here, but you know, the goal is to be up there for him and um he deserves a call up. I mean, I don't know. There's not much else to say about that. Like he's he's kind of worked
1: he's worked hard and deserves it. So do you ever marvel at some of the the moves with uh, with Brogan though? A couple times he's he sat back a couple times end-to-end end rushes, and we're like, "Wow, man!" Yeah, makes the jaw drop
2: for sure. It, um,
1: he's special to watch. I mean, he's a he's a real good player. Jonah Gadjevich is with us here. It's Utica Comets Insider on ninety four point nine K Rock.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I think you know the end to end stuff that Brogan does is just dazzling. You know. Now I, there's a kind of a log jam on the right side. So maybe he doesn't get a call up because of that. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe at some point that'll happen. You know, there's like two guys in front of him there probably, but with Guillaume, Oscar Fantenberg gets the upper body injury and he's a lefty. So he gets up there at four goals now, which is, I believe is a career high for you. Uh, it's great to see him get an opportunity and, I think all those guys, like, I I thought Jalen Chatfield got better from his time up there. I I, I see guys go to Vancouver and practice with the Canucks and come back better. You see little things in their game, little improvements. We may see that with Geom as well when he gets back
1: here. Yeah, I think the question that makes me think of, to ask Tess Jonah, is when you've got Sven Berchi and you've got Nikolai Goldobin and, and, and guys like that who have had a number of games up there. And recently... Are there things in practice that they'll help help you guys out with that maybe haven't quite had a longer, more extended run, I suppose? Or do you pick their brains in in, in things like that?
2: Um, I mean, for the most part, it's just kind of like, you know, in practice, if we're doing, you know, two-on-two or one-on-one, whatever it is, like if you're going against them, you know you're in tough because they're going to give it, you know, 100%. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing is – is that you know, like I've said before, is they practice the way they play. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's a lot of guys that could be in the NHL on our team, like Boosh, Barch, Goldie. Like the list goes on. I mean, there's a lot of guys that scary you know, good, yeah. That could be up there. And you know, um, so practicing against them is uh, is kind of elevating, you know, my game and other guys' games as well. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of nice to have those guys as well because they're they're all good guys, and you can pick their brain about you know what you have to do as a player and and kind of they can guide you in the, in the right direction. I'd say.
1: Jonah Gadjevich has been our guest here on Utica Comets insider with 94.9 K I will say this and we said it to you before you have all of the little pieces of the game. That's clearly going to translate on the next level. Just bide your time. We're looking forward to seeing you up there and you stick and stay up there. But when you're down here with the Utica Comets, thank you for giving us some time from time to time. And talking hockey with us. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Really appreciate it. It's 94.9 K Rock. Gonna come back with the voice Joe Roberts on the phone next. Unica. Let's do that hockey.
0: Unica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K Rock. And now our Comets Insider Grindline with Rain Man the Rocket,
1: Scoop the Cement Head, and Play by Play voice Joe Kujo Roberts. I really want to just talk to Joe about his daughter, Nora. I just kind of want to talk about the subtle nuances of trying to get his baby daughter to sleep. We will work in some Comets hockey. Voice of the Comets, Joe Roberts. He's been back at it for a few games now. He got to see a nice shootout win over those, as you like to call them, scoop those crunchies.
0: And a sick Frankie Perron goal in the shootout
1: there. Holy cow. The Forsberg. So, Joe... (laughs) uh first of all tell us how are you adjusting to fatherhood how is everything at the homestead
3: life is great my heart is full my wife is a hero and motherhood looks fantastic on her i'm learning about hours of the day that i didn't know existed uh you know learning about patience and uh but you know it's it's been uh, an absolute treat so far in, in, in the first couple of weeks it has been a Fantastic outpouring of love and support from family, friends, members of the community. Um, you know, season ticket holders have, have given us gifts, and um, we are just so insanely grateful for the love and support that uh, that we've had over the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, it's, it's already the most um, fulfilling and fun job I've ever had in my life.
1: Well, thanks for getting us, Jonah Gadjevich to talk with tonight. Thanks for locking that in a little bit earlier. He's just such a nice dude, man. He's just really a good guy. And we got to talk some hockey with him for the last 30 minutes or so. The Comets, 50 games in. He was just alluding to the fact that, you know, you only got about 25, 26 games left in this season. So they're really going to start to matter. And then when you throw in the fact that the last game was against a division rival, the Syracuse Crunch, Those are those four-point games we've all talked about. To win it in dramatic fashion makes it a little bit more exciting for the fans. But a win is a win, and that was a big win for this team, I think.
3: For sure. And, you know, it's funny. I'm surprised you actually talked to Gadgie about hockey. I would have figured you you guys would have talked about the Oscars or something. He's a movie guy. Um, So you'll have to ask him next time you see him but uh, yeah, I, I think, I can't remember what I saw on the schedule. It was like, there was a chunk that started a few weeks ago or maybe last week, just before the all-star break, there was like 10 in a row against the division before the team goes down to, uh, down to Charlotte, I think it is. And like I and I said I think uh before that first game, before it was ten in a row against the division, I was like, Don't be surprised if these ten games sort of uh you know, make or break things. And maybe that was being a little bit traumatic, but the fact remains the same. It, it's you're you're playing against divisional opponents almost every night, um for your last twenty five or twenty six games, however that math works out. Um <clears throat> And I gotta say, it's it's uh, Trent and I were joking today on the Trent Call Show over on ESPN Utica Rome. Uh, it was uh, I'm gonna say it every Monday, this is the most important week of the season, uh, and, and that's no joke. Three divisional games here this week, two of them on the road. So um, be ready to, to get after it right after the puck hits the ice because uh, you know these these games matter, these points matter, and uh, you know getting one oftentimes won't be enough. You're gonna want to go for two every time you get, you go out there. Joe,
0: uh, crazy game the other night. And crazy couple of games in that this team has shown some fight to come back from all those one-goal deficits. You don't want to go down. You don't want to trail. You'd kind of like to dictate the tempo and have the initiative to use uh, maybe a bit of military terminology. But they've shown some great fight to come back against Laval like they did and get a point and to come back against Syracuse and get the win.
3: I mean, I, I think what you saw was two totally different efforts, and I think that there was one thing that stood out uh, in particular as far as what helped yield uh, the result, being on the on the right side of the, the uh, victory instead of on the other side of the uh, of things. So uh, I think the two different stories told was um, on Wednesday against Laval. I think that for Utica to stay competitive, they had some really good secondary scoring: um, Frankie Perron, Guillaume Brisebois, John. Evens, those guys all scored. Now, Boucher did score as well, but the fact remains that, uh, you know, it, it was secondary scoring that helped the Comets stay in it. And then I think on Saturday against Syracuse, I think the Comets' best players were truly their best
4: players,
3: and um, they did exactly what they needed to do. So it's nice. That depth sort of shine through and help you get a point like they did in Laval. And it's nice to see your top guys sort of uh, grab hold of the game. And that's even without Zach McHugh and Justin Bailey, Guillaume Breezeball. I mean, you're missing some critical pieces to the puzzle. Um, I would say both of them were solid efforts. Um, I think it shows a, a lot of fight uh, and a lot of stick to it uh, to, to stay in those games. It would have been really easy to fold up and uh, be done for the night. Uh, the big difference maker was obviously the efficiency of the penalty kill. When you go 0-3 on the penalty kill, you're probably not going to win the game. Uh, you're usually not going to get a point, but they did on Wednesday. They tightened things up against Syracuse. They went three for three and scored a shorthanded goal. So um, I think that it was probably a direct correlation. Um, you know, I, I don't consider that just a coincidence. And, and and it was nice to pick up three out of the possible four points.
1: Yeah, we talked. Scoop and I had mentioned that it was a focus of ours in pregame of the next man up type of thing specifically for the reasons of your Zach McEwan's or your Justin Bailey's getting called up. And it's something that the team has fought through. And clearly, with the win against Syracuse on Wednesday, they succeeded. It is Joe Roberts, the voice of the Utica Comets, here with us on Utica Comets Insider. With our 30th anniversary company celebration happening up at the 72 Tavern, or excuse me, up at Ocean Blue, we are in the Landmark Building doing it tonight. We will be back as normal at the 72 Tavern On Monday, next Monday, Comets 50 games in 27, and two with 59 points in good shape right now for a playoff possession or for a playoff spot if the season stopped now. But I want to bring back up Jonah Gatavich, who we had in here a few minutes ago. He was throwing the body around. We asked him this. And of course, that greasy goal off the Ulevi feed and Ashton had the other assist, but scores a goal. And it was a very strong physical presence, specifically in the second period of that game. You know, he's not going to talk himself up, Joe, but you will. Did you see that from your vantage point?
3: Well, first things first, I want to congratulate uh, you guys, Ed Levine, all the people at Galaxy Media that have made that place tick for uh, Thirty years—that's an amazing milestone in local media. Uh, the area is lucky to have such uh, a passionate company that serves both Utica and Syracuse, and that uh, decides to, to make local media better by investing in it, and not getting away from it, and being scared of it. So, congratulations to Ed. Congratulations to you guys. Um, what you're doing is serious business. So keep it up. And we're glad to be partners with you over at the Comets. Um, to, to answer your question about Jonah Gadjevich, I, I think his development has been fantastic. I think that once you sort of understand your identity and understand how to, how to do your job efficiently against grown men, men instead of teenagers like you do in junior, uh, it's going to take some time. It did take some time. And now that things are starting to click um, he's put in situations to succeed. I mean, he was playing on the Comet second line. I think it was uh, Yashik and Peran or or, uh, I think that was the line. Um, But at any rate, he was playing with some skilled guys. He's earned the opportunity to play with some skilled guys and, uh, and he's gotten power play time in the absence of McEwen and Bailey he slides into one of those net front roles so uh, stick on the ice good things are going to happen and was it a pretty goal no not even not even a little I think it's up to 11 on the season and I think the combined distance if you add up the feet away from his goals uh, <laughs> that he's scored is is like nine feet yeah so, yeah uh, he likes it he likes to get it done close and there's Always, always the role for a guy like that on a hockey team, a guy who's willing to sort of bear down and go to those dirty areas to get it done.
1: Joe, go enjoy uh, Nora. Go enjoy that baby daughter. Keep rocking her to sleep. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your night. Up next, Comets Corey Hergott from Canucks Army. Scoop will bring him onto the airways. Utica Comets Insider with 94.9K Rock.
5: From down there on the ice. Who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. They were the ones who got all the scores. And then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. Let's do that hockey. Live from the
0: 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider. It's Rain Man and Scoop. And if you missed Jonah Gajevich on with us earlier, we'll have the podcast up and ready for you right after the conclusion of the broadcast. All the social media places at Rock CNY on Facebook and Twitter, the Instagram story, and wherever you listen to podcasts—Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud. Comets hosting Laval on Wednesday night, and then on the road the next four games until the final weekend of the month. So uh, a little home cooking Wednesday night, then a road trip. We are joined by Corey Hergot. Of Canucks Army, welcome in, Corey. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Interesting how we see some grit from our comets against Laval and against Syracuse, and that they come back from these one-goal deficits. Uh, we're seeing firepower, uh, uh, an absolutely filthy shootout goal from Frankie Perron. Uh, you're sort of. Uh, your look at how things have gone over the last two games for our Utica Comets.
4: Well, kind of like you said, the way they've been able to, uh, you know, kind of be uh, grinding out, uh, you know, a point in the in the game against Laval and then, uh, you know, getting the win uh, against Syracuse. These are uh, games against North Division rivals. That's all they have this month are games against North Division rivals. So every one of them are important. You want to grab points and try to uh, keep your opponent from getting one w- along with you. So, uh, it's kind of like, uh, the playoff, uh, stretch drive is starting early here. Cause, uh, this month is really important. So I really do. Uh, I heard, uh, Joe Roberts on the Trent call show saying, you know, every Monday, this is the most important week of the season. And, and, uh, I agree with them. It's uh, it's going to be like that the rest of the way here. So uh, the, the fact that they were able to uh, grind out those points in the last two, that kind of bodes well if they can if they can keep that kind of play up. We know they can uh, win games with scoring goals. It's whether or not they can uh, win games when they're in tight like that. Um, you know, that's important. That's playoff hockey.
1: Corey Hergott is a contributor on the NHL level with the Canucks. Go to NHL.com. You'll see those pieces. Or check his timeline at Corey Hergot on Twitter. And a regular contributor pre and post games and a lot of other features with Canucks Army joins us every week while we give you Utica Comets Insider. I want you to talk up our guest of honor tonight. That would be Jonah Gadjevich We had mentioned that greasy goal. Joe Roberts had just told us if you totaled all of his goals combined, it might have been nine feet because uh, he's always up and in close getting those types of important goals for this team. And he got very physical, especially in the second period. He's known he's known to get physical. He's known to play a well-rounded game. Uh, he's not super offensive, but he's got the ability to put the puck in the net. He's got the ability to, to skate. He's got a little bit of size. He takes the body, and more importantly, he'll drop the gloves when need be. We asked him about that, and he was deferential. Uh, but I'd love to hear your assessments of Jonah Gadjevich and how he's progressed from you know the beginning of last season, his first year, to where he is now.
4: Well, Joe was pretty bang on about uh, in his assessment there about Jonah getting uh, the bulk of his goals in tight, and that's that's kind of his bread and butter. That he's, uh, you know, that's where his game really shines. But I, I I'll remind Joe of the one uh, goal that Jonah hammered from just outside the top of the right circle this year. It was an absolute bomb, and uh, so we know he can uh, he can score from distance when he gets uh, open and clear like that as well. Uh, the thing I see with Jonah is his uh, his game down low is very strong uh his his work ethic uh I don't think there's there are too many uh players on the team that are uh you know can outwork him he he's he's a guy that uh puts in the work that needs to get done to improve his game and uh, we've seen it this year. I know that he doesn't pile up a bunch of assists, but uh, we've seen some really nice hands from him on some nice plays that he's trying to set up, so you can kind of see that the uh the offense on the assist side will start coming for him eventually. But uh, it's uh, it's those uh, like Joe said those couple of feet in front of the net where uh, that where he's money there that's where he uh, that's his bread and butter,
1: character off the charts too, Scoop. You know it, it's nice that
0: we got a shorthanded goal in this game against Syracuse, and I sort of watched this game Saturday night with a different pair of eyes after hearing Coach Call talk about the Comets' power play and how the way the Comets play the power play that that may happen. We may give up the odd man rush. We may give up shorthanded goals. And then we get one. We we had a a couple of uh, power play situations Saturday night where we gave up the odd man rush. And now I'm hearing Coach Cull's voice in my head when I see that happen. And somehow I'm not sweating it as much. Of course, we we didn't give up a goal (laughs) either with either of those odd man rushes. But Stéphane LeBlanc... Gets the pass up to Lucas Shasik. We get the shorthanded goal. I wanted you to talk a little bit about Stefan. I think he's an unsung hero of this team in, in some ways in that he's asked to play forward. He's starting to get some points now. He's contributing. He's doing an admirable job at that. And it's it's not his forte. It's not what he's there really to do. Ultimately, he's a defenseman.
4: Yeah, and last year when that trade was made, I, I was uh, I was a fan of Tanner McBaster. I, I wanted to see him succeed as a Comet. So when that trade was first made, I was a little bit uh, a little bit bummed to see uh, Tanner uh, moving out of the system. But at the time, the team had a bit of an excess of wingers and they needed uh, needed some defensemen. So LeBlanc was able to step in last season and uh, play well in a in a depth role as a defenseman. Brought some physicality, brings a little bit of playmaking. Uh, you know, he's got a pretty decent shot, too. And, uh, you know, this year he's been able to slot in as a utility guy. I mean, he can play the play defense uh, as he normally does, but he's also been able to play as a winger this year. And he's brought, bringing that to the table kind of helps him stay in the lineup. It's uh, when you've got guys dropping uh, to injuries and guys getting called up, some, sometimes you kind of run out of bodies to, to, to play. And he's a guy that can play both positions. So that's a feather in his cap.
1: Corey, thank you as always for your contributions. We'll talk to you next week, if not before, and we might even reach out for a pregame. We're going to leave you tonight, actually, with your highlights because that Syracuse Comets game for the Galaxy Cup, brought to you by Delmonico's Italian Steakhouse on Saturday, with a shootout to win it, was pretty exhilarating. Couple saves included in here too. Scoop, you always get the last word before we fire this on ninety four point nine K Rock. Go Comets!
5: From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players. (laughs) Here comes Boucher on a counterattack. Drop feed camper in with a shot, he scores! By Chatfield. Now LeBlanc with a takeaway. Feathers it forward. Breakaway. Yashik in with a try. Yashik was denied. No, he scores! Looked like Wentz would have made the initial save. Maybe it bounced back off Yashik and in. Either way, this game's tied at three. Went up the stick and Cole in. Look out. He's a breakaway. Radish moving in all alone on Di Pietro Radish to the backhand. Big save, Di Pietro Got the blocker up, ranging to his right, and denied. Second of the game. It's intercepted by the crunch into the end boards. Goldoman comes away with it, Sends it in front. Stevens with a try. It's just paddled away by Wedgwood. That one was creeping towards the line. Unbelievable how that puck did not go in. Perron with a chance to put the crunch against the ropes. Here he comes, Frankie Perron. Wide left, cruises in on Wedgwood, he holds, fakes, backhand stop!